Hello, welcome, and would you look at this mess. I'm your host, Kate, and the purpose of this podcast is to trace, explore, and celebrate the unconventionality that lives within all of us. Hey, hi, welcome back. Okay, well, (laughs) it's story time. Let's just say that it's story time. Uh... So today was the day that I had selected to do my batch record of the podcast, and it just worked out that Nick was going to be taking the kids out of the house for a little bit in the afternoon, and I was like, great, I'm going to record then. And so he went off with the little people, and then I was like, oh, oh, I could do this other thing. There's lots of things that need to be done right now. Um, and so I didn't record anything while he was out. And I was also feeling like I didn't really have a lot of inspiration. Sometimes it's hard to like force it, you know? Um, also I didn't come prepared with like topics ahead of time because that would have just been too logical. So (laughs) Nick came home after having the kids out and I was like, Nick, I didn't record anything. It's not good. And he goes, record something now. And I said, I don't know what to talk about. And he was like, do a year in the in review like every other person in the world. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so it's not a bad idea. Why didn't you say that an hour and a half ago? Anyway, so that's what we're going to do today because um, it makes sense, right? I mean, that's a thing, reviewing your year and, and planning out next year. So uh, yeah, and this fits obviously the time frame. It's uh, I think this episode's coming around uh, around January fourth, which is my birthday. Happy birthday to me! And um, yeah, so I actually that's a really good place to start because of course last year started on my birthday. Basically, you know it's really early in the year, and um, leading up to my birthday, I had attempted to. Th- uh, throw myself a party. I'm really bad at, at parties, at planning them and getting them together and everything. And I always just like ride on faith alone that everyone's going to get the message and uh, be committed and they're not going to already have plans and all that stuff. Because obviously I invite people like late, all that stuff. So uh, yeah, so basically it was kind of the worst birthday I've had in many, many years because I had some expectations attached to the fact that I was throwing myself a party. Plus, uh, I had to work that day, which is not that big of a deal, but um, one of my coworkers um, decided that that was the day she was going to give me a intense lecture about how I, quote unquote, was stealing her joy because when families would come into the store that I was working at, um, with their kids, I always just connected really well with them because I'm a mom and I'm kind of goofy and I know how to talk to kids, especially young ones. Um, and so I often would find myself just playing around with children, not, sorry, not often, but when families would come in, I'd play with the kids and whatever. And, um, I guess this coworker that I was working with was really offended by that because it meant that she didn't have an opportunity to, to connect with the kids. And like, I'm not trying to, you know, be an asshole or anything here and be like, that's stupid. I understood what she was trying to say. It was just the delivery was really crappy and uh, it was my birthday. (laughs) So I didn't really want to receive a lecture on my birthday, but whatever. Um, Then Emmeline 
got really sick that day. I forget exactly what it was, but she was really sick and she ended up having to go to like a walk-in clinic. So I had made dinner reservations for the place next door to my work, which I hadn't been to yet because it was brand new. And I was going to take our kids there um, and stuff. And then she was too sick. So Nick and her were at the emergency, or not the emergency, at the walk-in clinic. Bobby and I had like McDonald's in the car while we waited for them (laughs) to get out of the emergency. Oh my God, I keep saying emergency. It was a walk-in clinic. It was of um, urgent care, whatever. Anyway, so that was crappy. And then when I was sitting in the car having the McDonald's and stuff, I started getting flooded with messages from people saying like, sorry, I'm not going to make it to your party tonight. (laughs) And so we got home and I changed quickly and I was like, I'm going to do this still. I know that there's a lot of people who aren't coming, but I'm going to do it. And I'm just going to show up for myself because, you know, I planned this thing and there are a couple people coming and blah, blah, blah. So I went and it was just really sad. (laughs) You know, I had fun with a couple people that showed up, but it was like not what I had envisioned. I, you know, had this karaoke bar we went to and stuff. And so there was basically nobody there. And it was just one of the dullest nights I've ever seen at a karaoke bar. (laughs) So I left there thinking, holy crap, that was like a really, really down experience for me. Um, you know, not, not, not anybody's fault in particular. Again, I'm just not great at planning parties, but I think that I have it nailed and that I don't. And so it just never really ends well. So that sucked. And that sort of set me off for like a bit of a low start to the, to the year. And I ended up going off of social media for a little bit because I felt so shitty about it. And, and I just knew that there was going to be other people's big happy news in the year coming and stuff. And I just didn't think that I was in a mental space that I'd be able to authentically feel good for them, um, which is not a good feeling in itself. But I knew that that was how I felt and I was going to honor that. So I got off social media for a bit. Um, I definitely hit some lows at that point. I also tend to experience um, seasonal affective disorder to a certain degree most years. Usually it's the, the latter half of the winter, not the beginning, it's towards the end. So that was definitely kicking in. <laughs> and uh, anyway, but I was starting to feel better because um, in March, early, sorry, we should, <laughs> it's, there's like pre-COVID March and then post-COVID March. <laughs> so pre-COVID March, I was like planning my thesis defense, which was coming up in April. And, um, you know, starting to like get a, a sense of, of the, the mood was, was rolling around to more happy times and things were getting better. <laughs> and then coronavirus. Yeah, that was a doozy. Um, yeah, so coronavirus, I think we shut down here somewhere around March 16th, 15th, something like that. So that's like when schools closed and everything was like shut down. And um, initially that was, that was rough. Yeah. It was, it was a tough time, um, transitioning from like working full time and, um, you know, the, the full life that I had (laughs) with myself, uh, to being home with the kids full time and not just home with the kids, but like in the house 24 seven, never leaving, going anywhere, Um, it was, it was a lot. And I like, you know, you on the other end of this are hearing this and thinking about what it was that you were experiencing at that time. And so it doesn't really matter where you were or, or what your situation was. We all experienced, 
a significant loss and a significant period of adjustment at that time, which is something that I find so fascinating about the whole experience because it's a universal one. Everyone in the world has gone through some sort of shift in their life as a result of this virus showing up. And uh, yeah, so it definitely started out really rocky, but it got better. It really did. Um, so the nice thing, okay, well, so sorry, the two, two important things about, the, about this starting out is that, again, this job that I was working, um, not great. <laughs> I didn't love it. I was definitely like gearing up to go back to my field job, which was supposed to start in like early April or mid-April, I guess. And so I was had my eye on like leaving the retail job, getting back to field work. Um, and so on the one hand, it was kind of a blessing that I was pulled out of my job because uh, I didn't love it there. And I was really getting sort of fed up with a lot of the, the stuff that was going on. So it was like an out. Um, and then on the other hand, it sucked because that meant that I wasn't going to be able to go to do the field job that I was planning to do as well. So not great. And I love whenever I talk about jobs in coronavirus, I always have to mention that I lost two jobs as a result of coronavirus. I think I might even mention in the podcast before, but it doesn't matter. Um, so things did get better, though. Um, by like late May, early June, the weather was turning around because that was a really tough tough part of the whole beginning experience was that the weather was just really no good here for like the first month or so that coronavirus was around so we really couldn't go outside and do stuff once we can go outside and like get fresh air go play and do all that stuff it changes everything a lot and one of the biggest things that happened was that uh because nick was working from home at the time um i had access to the car so when like june when the real summer weather hit and june and july um, we were hitting the beach all the time and it was awesome. I loved it. That was one of the, my, like one of the best memories I have, or some of the best memories I have is like the different beaches we went to the different days. We just went down there at like 10 in the morning and stayed till five in the afternoon, just, just chilling. And the kids loved it down there. They're so good. I honestly was a little bit concerned before we did it, that I was going to be going down there by myself with these two kids. And it's like the water and all that stuff. They were so good. They loved it. They were playing in the sand and we'd just walk the beach or we would just like just sit around and they'd play in the water and it was just very, very nice. So we had a lot of fun doing that. And we went to the zoo and we just, we were able to sort of, um, you know, get creative with things that you could do during the coronavirus lockdown. And really the lockdown was kind of alleviated by middle of summer, end of summer. We were really in a good place. Um, and then, of course, I, I spoke before on the podcast about my decision to send Emmeline or our decision to send Emmeline to school in September and um, how that was affecting me. And it did affect me a lot. Um, I think that affected me more emotionally and, and even physically than than most of the, the stuff that went on over the year. Because like when everything shut down initially in March... Um, especially when it comes to like my training and stuff, I switched gears and started training from home right away. And like, I barely skipped a beat, um, in terms of that stuff. But 
But in September, when I sent her back to school, it really did me in. And so, like, my training just fell right off. And I stopped eating according to, like, my my values <laughs> and what I love the most. And so I really I backtracked a lot on my my um, physical process progress that I had been making over the summer and stuff, which I'm still now kind of trying to recover from. But I'm also getting to a place where, like, I'm more comfortable in the body that I have and not trying to just constantly change it. Um, so that's another sort of side effect, I guess. But yeah, so so September was a rough month. And even into October, it was probably like mid-October before I really got my ass in gear and started prioritizing myself again the way that I, I enjoy the most and I benefit most from. That's the biggest thing is that my mood and everything is kind of attached to eating a nutritious diet and getting regular exercise and all that stuff. So getting back to that sort of um, prioritization was really important at that time. Um, yeah, so, and so surprisingly, October, November were quiet months. I meant to offer a warning before I started this, but I forgot that Nick's doing work outside the room here, so you might hear some construction noise going on. That's him. Yes, I am like... A little, um, <laughs> what's the word? Um, I'm self-conscious of the fact that he's listening to me while I do this, but whatever. Here we go. Um, what was I saying? Something about November. Oh yeah, no, November and October were were easy months. I was surprised because I was expecting the weather to get pretty shitty, and it didn't. Because uh, I still have Bobby home with me. I don't know if I've mentioned that, but Emily went back to school in September. But Bobby's daycare has never contacted us about having a spot open for him. Um, I think he was the last kid to go full time at that daycare before they closed. So he would be obviously the last one to get a place. Well, that's not necessarily true. They, you know, they did this whole process of like prioritization of kids coming back early on after the lockdown because they were trying to prioritize people who had more of essential jobs or jobs that they really needed to go to versus people like me who I don't really have to go to work. <laughs> um, so, so he, he has not been in daycare, but um, uh, so he's been home with me. And I, again, I was expecting the weather to be kind of like not great over October, November because it's the fall, but it was really, really warm um, and very nice. We had a lot of really nice days, so that was good. I also started working another job. So really, I mean, I, oh yeah, I was going to say that was the other thing too, with like over the summer, I was able to do a little bit of field work. So it was kind of nice because I got that that's still a little bit of taste for like the job that I really love. It worked out to something like one, maybe two days a week for, I don't know, maybe 10 weeks or something like that. So it wasn't anything significant, but it was nice. And I was very grateful that my uh, employer was willing to work with me on that because I wasn't really available any more time than that. And it is challenging to get a field tech out for a single day in the field and not be able to, like, not be able to send them wherever the heck you want. So um, that was nice. <clears throat> so then what I was about to say there was that I did start another job. So that means that I've had three jobs in 2020. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I started another job. I work with a friend of mine who is also a colleague 
because I actually have a license to sell life insurance, and so I work for a life insurance and investing company, um, which I don't really pursue at the moment. It's sort of an independent business thing, but um, I've been pursuing that a lot in the last year. But I'm working for a colleague in that company, and uh, I'm doing her administrative stuff. So that's been kind of nice because um, it's it's low hours. Like I usually go in a couple days a week for like the hours that Emily's in school. So from nine thirty to two or to one thirty or two or something like that. Um, and then depending to if Bobby comes with us, because this is this is the part that I think is really great. Hey there, computer. Um, the part that. I is this is changing so much of my perspective on like working motherhood and stuff is um the fact that I can bring Bobby with me to the office my friend that I work with is just the most loving kind flexible person (laughs) and so Bobby doesn't always come with us um sometimes my mom is available to help look after him although that's probably not going to be much the case anymore um and we are myself and my friend are working on getting us fully remote so that I can do the work from home or a lot of it from home. Um, but yeah, when she sort of, she, you know, we, this conversation came up or whatever about me doing this work and I'm like, I have Bobby and she says, that's fine. Like bring him with you. And, and, um, we started doing it and, you know, he's three, so it's not like he will sit and read or, you know, <laughs> do anything like a reasonable person for any amount of time so he's he has you know he needs a fair bit of attention while I'm working and um yeah she's so understanding and accommodating you know he's he has to go to the bathroom and we, we go and then sometimes he has to go to the bathroom three times in a row just because he wants to see the bathroom again and she's like it's all good you know like the work still gets done um it just gets done in a way that's more accommodating, accommodating of me as a mom. And, um, yeah, so, so I'm extremely grateful to my friend for giving me the opportunity to have a job that I can feel comfortable being a mom to. Um, and of course the work itself is, it's challenging enough that I'm not like, you know, it's not mindless work but it's also not super demanding on me so I'm not stressed out about it so it's kind of a nice happy medium and so I'll do that for a while I'm sure before I am able to sort of get back to a regular working schedule I think um uh you know we're in the process of of getting vaccines out into the population but well this is probably a topic for another day but there seems to be a lot of resistance to getting vaccinated and the problem with that is that if everybody doesn't get vaccinated then like life doesn't go back to normal <laughs> so so it will really depend i think on how receptive people are to actually getting vaccinated um and we'll see how long it takes well and also of course access to vaccines and that sort of thing but so far we're being led to believe that that they're fairly accessible that we'll have access to them within the year so anyway to be seen um and I might decide at some point that like I like this job and I'll keep doing it even if I take on some other work or whatever I'm pretty flexible that way um it's just nice to have that little bit of income um because I've been moved on to EI now and EI is like you know, half as much of (laughs) CERB. (laughs) So now I have to actually work for my money. Um, Anyway, so that was into November and December. 
And so now we're here. It's the end of December right now. And um, I guess I'm recording this, but anyway. And yeah, I've been sitting down the last few days and preparing myself to be ready for next year. Because this is one thing that Corona has taught me, which is I'm really good at wasting my potential. <laughs> um, you know, so again, at the beginning of the, the pandemic, when everything sort of um, started ramping up, I was doing the thesis stuff. So I was legitimately busy with that. And um, my defense and everything else, which, oh, I, by the way, I graduated in November. Woo. Yes. Go me. Um, so I officially have a master's degree now. <laughs> Who would have thought? So yeah, I was really busy with that, but then I became not busy with anything. And so I started focusing more on my fitness and stuff, which was fine. Um, and I started doing, I do committee work as well for my, the other company that I work for the archaeology company I work for, um, and taking on a couple of other things, but really just like not, not a lot. I do everything, literally everything except for parenting part-time. <laughs> Parenting's full-time, but everything else is part-time. And I do spend a lot of time on social media. I, it's easy, especially for me to just like get totally sucked into Instagram. I'm on TikTok now, by the way, just in case you <laughs> were interested. Um, and somewhat popular over there, just saying. Um, so I, I find my personality, especially like, and many of us are like this, it's easy for me to get sucked into those types of social media platforms and spend an inordinate amount of time just consuming content. And so my, my goal, my big goal <laughs> for 2021 is to not waste my potential. I don't want to waste my time. I have a lot of potential and I know that, and I might sound cocky or something, but, but I know that I have a lot to offer and I can squander it easily. So uh, I have a few things that I have been setting goals for myself and identifying things that I would like to accomplish or at the very least take steps to accomplishing um, over the next year. And so some of them include things like getting into film, film and television. Um, I talked about this on my Instagram stories recently, but um, I have wanted to get into film and television and that kind of entertainment for most of my life. I've thought about it for years and years and years. And um, I've just, I've always felt a pull towards it, but I've never done it because I'm, I was always really afraid. I've always been really afraid of like, oh, I'm not attractive enough to do this, or um, I'm not going to be talented enough or whatever, you know, all of the, all of the things that could possibly go wrong when really it's probably fine. Like it's probably not as difficult as, as I build it up in my head to be. Um, plus I would like to kind of get the kids into it if they're interested in it as well. I think they would have some fun. So that's one thing that this year I am going to focus on getting us set up with that. Um, and I'm also hoping to publish some writing because I am a good writer and I think that I have talent there, but I have to just sit down and actually write things. So I'm hoping to publish something. Um, I would also like to get my license in archaeology because in case you're not aware, um, in order to be 
doing archaeology in Ontario, especially running a crew and all that stuff, you have to have a license. I have been basically eligible to get a license for a couple of years now, but um, I just haven't felt ready to actually take the step and get the license. So this year, I'm going to do that. And, and actually, so that's the other thing is that like the reason I haven't gotten it is also because I'm afraid. <laughs> I think I see a trend happening here. Um, I've just been worried about like, what if I get it? And then my company wants me to have a, a job that I'm not ready for or, you know, just different different things that I'm like, or what if I what if I get the license and I get the job that my company wants me to take and then I'm really bad at it or like I'm not as qualified as I thought I was or somebody else thought I was. Um, and so, th- but the thing is, you know, those other eventualities can never come to pass unless I just get the license and go from there. So that's the first step, get the license and then I'll see what happens. And like, I, I you know, I worry about taking on something when I'm not ready because I feel like I have to please people, but I'm also really working through that. And I think that I'm at a place where I can comfortably say no thank you if I don't feel like I could take on a position that I actually can't handle um, at the time. So there's that. Uh, what else have I got goals for this year? Um, I would like to do c- continue to do more research in the archaeology that I did for my master's research. Um, I think I find a lot of value in it, and it really um, it resonates with me as a person. And I know that the people that I was working with on the master's research would like for me to come back to work with them again. So um, I have to just basically contact them and express my interest and then start figuring out if there's a way to make that happen. So there's that. Um, And so as part of all of the archaeology stuff that I've got going on, because I've been doing the master's editing for so long, or I was doing it for so long, and then doing field work and everything else, I feel like I've been sort of out of the loop on the academic side of things going on. So I've also set myself a goal of reading a paper a day um, on something archaeology related. It does, I, I might go divert into other, other areas um, as I go, but at least at the very start right now, I've already started doing it, um, reading immersing myself in the archaeological content, especially the stuff that I really love, um, so that I feel like I'm still well-grounded in the research. Um, and so I've, I've set it up so that I have five papers a week. So it's I take the weekends off because I know myself well enough to know that like I can set myself pretty goals, things that look nice on paper, and then totally fail them because I overwhelm myself. So um, just like with training and stuff too, I've got to give myself that those days off. So Monday to Friday, I've got papers laid out and then Saturday and Sunday take the days off. <clears throat> and that's a whole other thing too, is like setting up my, my year. I've already planned out most of the month of January <laughs> because I want to, I want to publish writing. So like I have to sit down and write. Okay. Okay. We're going to put that in the calendar. We're going to plan to do that. We're going to plan to record your podcast. We're going to put these things into your calendar so that you have it there as a, as a an item to get done. Otherwise, that's when I end up being like, I don't have anything to do. <laughs> and I just end up on Instagram because I need to be reminding myself kind of constantly that there is stuff to be done. Um, and so, yeah, I got to just 
keep updating it. So anyway, I have my, my calendar, like I said, laid out already for January. And then ideally, so the way that I'm going to do it is that like in the last weekend of January, I'm going to review the month of January and look at things like, so the, the uh, license application, how far along am I on that process? I have it laid out in the calendar to work on it at certain days of the month. And then reflect on that and go, okay, how far did we get? Do we need to continue to put it in the calendar for, for February? Or did you get it done? And now we can find something else to work on. Um, and so then set up the next month that way. And I'm hopeful that, that my <laughs> finicky little brain doesn't screw me over again this year like it does other years. Um, and then just like not use the planner. <laughs> Actually, I go through phases usually. I just like, I use it for a month and then... I stop using it and then suddenly I'm like, ah, oh, it's May. I need to do something with my life. And then I use it hardcore for a month again and, you know, how it goes. So that's a, a broader goal for me for the year is just to actually consistently use a planner. And that's part of how I know that I can reach my potential is by making better habits of things like using the planner and not just getting sidelined by irrelevant stuff that's not serving me in any way. So um yeah that's my my reflection my year in review so I hope that you enjoyed it I don't know what do you think <laughs> are you planning to to are you, do you like resolutions are you planning a resolution um I'm not a big resolution person but you know things sometimes coincide with it being the new year so I was like yeah whatever I'll call it a re resolution if that's if that, that works but it doesn't matter um, but yeah, are you, are, do you have plans for 2021? Did you find that 2020 taught you some things about yourself that you're going to take with you into 2021 and, and, um, be your, your fullest, your best self and, and, uh, yeah, grab life by the horns. I don't know. What do you, uh, what do you got on the books? What are you going to, what are you going to do in 2021? Let me know. Uh, you can reach me on Instagram at look at this mess pod. You can also reach me at my website, look at this mess pod at wordpress.com and with my email, archykate at gmail.com, A R C H Y K A I T. Thanks <laughs> behind me with the drill gun. <laughs> oh man, couldn't let me finish. Um, anyway, leave me a review and a rating if you feel inclined. And uh, yeah, let me know what you're thinking for 2021. Let's let's make this our year. Let's let's kill it. Okay, do it with me. All right, I will uh, see you in the next one. Thank you.